0: Hello and welcome back to the In The Round podcast. I am your host, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is David Harris. Hello. And Mike Breson. Oh. So what's the In The round podcast, you might ask? Well, every week the three of us get together, we debate, talk about the issues in the round football, could be transfers, could be the weekend action, could be, uh, as it will be tonight, the Champions League, and <sighs> horrible miscarriages of justice, which VAR should have sorted out, not that I'm bitter at all. But um, before we get onto that, how are you, chaps?
1: Yeah, good, thanks. You're yeah, doing well. Been a good week again. Mm. Mm, good have... win last, uh, on Monday night as well over yourself. I
0: wouldn't say good win. I
1: would.
0: I would say it was a win. Three I would points. Also... A three points, mate. I, I would, I would, what I would refer to it as is just stone-cold robbery. Um, <laughs> okay, that was... Just, right, fine, fine, we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> Monday night, um, Manchester United. Um, and, by the way, just quickly, if you haven't seen it, there's a comedian on Twitter called Michael Spicer. And he's done a really. I know we're already off the rails. He's he does a really he does a really funny impression of every um, pundit when they talk about Man United struggles. It's just like this one guy for like three minutes going, but this is this is Manchester United we're talking about. This is Manchester United, the biggest club in world football. And they just keep saying that for like three minutes, a <laughs> bit like Roy Keane. Um, so what happened on Monday? I don't know. I didn't really wasn't really that bothered about it to be honest, Mike. Um, uh, all that happened oh, that's was funny. yeah. Well, well, what happened was. Man United beat Chelsea 2-0. Um major uh implications for the top 4 chase for both teams. That means that Man United have beaten Chelsea three times this season as an aggregate score of 6 no 8-1 over three games. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um it was one of the worst games of football I've ever watched, not just for the result, just for the sheer lack of quality. Um, goals from Martial and Maguire. Uh I, we, we were talking before the game, weren't we, Mike? Um, talking in the chat. And I said to you as soon as I saw the lineup, that this game's lost. Um, what did you, th- you watched the first half in detail. What did you think of it?
1: Um, to be fair, both teams were pretty poor. Uh, like you said, it was a pretty dire game of football in general. Jesus. Um, <clears throat> I felt on United's side, they um, couldn't really get up the pitch. They, they kept the ball all up all right and saw quite a lot of it first half. Um, but James, James and Martial as the wide strikers didn't really work for me. They didn't offer too much. Um, and I actually tweeted off the in and around Twitter saying I'd like to see Igalo on early second half to give us a focal point. Now maybe he's not fit or whatever. I, I don't know the exact circumstances. It's got the coronavirus allegedly. Maybe. <clears throat> maybe that's what it is. Um, but I'd like to see, it, yeah, like I say, like to see him on, because um, I think James and Martial off a focal point would look a lot better. <clears throat> um, shame that both, I think both of them have been subbed by the time Agallo came on. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Martial got the goal before half time. He was getting slated for a pretty, pretty poor performance from mm. himself in that game. Um, one thing I did want to mention, Bruno Fernandes on the United side was exactly what I hoped he would be mm. <clears throat> um, looks a really clever footballer really good on the ball uh, hopefully he's going to be the replacement for Pogba so we can ship him and Rayola out of the club uh, in the yeah. summer oh, Jesus, we won't get onto man. that but um, yeah and yeah the, the other thing obviously the main talking point from the first half was the uh, Maguire oh. potential red card which <laughs> you guys can't see but Will's uh, banging his head on the table <laughs> <sighs> Um, I'm a United fan certain red card to be honest I don't really know how VAR missed that I don't know if you boys can any light on that yeah
2: I, I thought it was a certain
1: red especially
2: given Sons earlier in the season pretty much a carbon copy of it um, really not sure how Maguire stays on the pitch there
0: alright here's the explicit rating for the week um, <laughs> why are the referees so bollocks like <laughs> that didn't take long <laughs> how are you uh, alright ok so who was, on the, who was on the VAR? Was it Howard Webb and Alex Ferguson? <laughs> like, what's going on? Because he's... Well, Maguire has kicked him. Yeah, in he, in he a, really he's up. kicked him in his old chap as well. <laughs> like, this none of... That's just not right. The fact that Maguire was on the pitch was a disgrace. And I'm a fan of... I'm a fan of Dar in principle. But if you're not using it to pick up obvious things like that, what are you using it for? It was used very well in this game for the offside, which was clearly offside. I don't understand what the Chelsea fans are complaining about. But there were two other examples in this game where I felt it was they got the decision wrong, and it just shows that the technology, it, <laughs> as much as the technology's been let down by the rules, it's been let down by the people operating it. Yeah. But how how on earth you can watch Maguire kick Batchway in his batch chap? and not <laughs> and not give a red card is baffling it's, it's, it's monumentally stupid it, it's ridiculous and then I was feeling particularly aggrieved at that point point. and then I felt particularly aggrieved in the second half when I was watching uh, when Zuma scores his, his equaliser that was ruled out um, and I think when you look at it look at it back um, Fred pushes Aspilicueta who then pushes was it Williams or Shaw uh, Williams, one I of think. the two blonde left-backs yeah, yeah. they have. Um, and I just, to me, it's six of one and half a dozen of the other. If it's a foul from equator, it has to be a foul from Fred. Because it's essentially the same move. And in that case, you either let the goal stand, which is what I think you should do, or you give a penalty. And I think the reason is he's thought, well, he's been the defender's been pushed. Benefit the doubt to the defender. Oh, but that's not enough to give a penalty. Yeah. It, it is. It was the wrong decision, and it was two wrong decisions in a major game that's going to have real implications. And you, we can all we all grumble about handballs and offsides and how silly they are for VAR, but it's very hard to defend the technology and referees in general when they're making simple, simple decisions like this. And people keep going, "Oh, Harry Maguire." They probably thought he wasn't that type of lad. He's kicked him in his bats, chap. It it's well, it's we, a we red. You said that about
1: Son. I think on this podcast when that happened, we didn't think that was he had it in him to do that. Really? No, Son's a dirty player. Yeah. Now we probably changed our mind.
0: He broke Andre Gomez's leg on purpose. Um, <laughs> let's get that out there. I'm not happened there. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, it's just another argument against VAR and another argument against terrible referees. And do you know who it was Anthony Taylor, Tic Tac himself. <laughs> I knew he was going to get me back for that. Um, But (laughs) Although the game really hinged on two big moments. um, Because even when Chelsea scored their equaliser, I never thought they'd go on to win the game. Um, I never even thought they'd go on to draw the game. But I thought, well, definitely going to lose this. Um, It hinged on the Kante... Um, injury which is a big loss for Chelsea particularly with really tough runner fixtures coming up Lekip um, reporting that he won't be fit until March which is after the UCL ties which we were going to get roasted Ooh. anyway by Bayern which we'll get on to later <laughs> um, however that was the problem because once Chelsea had lost him they were faced with a midfield that was lacking a bit more bite which is fine when you've got people who can carry the ball further forward but we're say... really struggling for pace
1: out wide yeah on that Kovacic I only watched the first oh. half. God, I love it. He was really, really good. Oh, yeah. He's um, had a cracking season yeah, so far. Breaking the lines between. He was re- in really, really midfield. He, uh, yeah, it was a shame really that he was, you guys were let down by the Bashirai chance and then a couple of VAR decisions as well. I've always thought with Kovacic, and I actually thought this last season a bit.
0: If you, ha- if he had. Even 10%, if he was 10% better at shooting the football, he'd be a world beater. If he was 20% better at shooting the football, and he's getting like seven goals a season, wow. Because he's, he's literally the only missing part of his game, because he can tackle, he runs with the ball, he's got great vision. People are terrified to get near him. He's got like the, one of the most completed dribbles in the Champions League or something, I was reading. Um, he's brilliant, love him. Um, but... The Kante one was a real miss. And then the second turning point was... Um,
1: as soon as that happened, I knew that was a huge moment in the game. Yeah. And, and, the, and your season. Yeah, and the second turning point's the red card.
0: Yeah. yeah. The, oddly enough, with the Kante <laughs> thing, Chelsea's best run this season actually came with a Jorginho-Kovacic um, pivot. <laughs> that is strange to yeah.
1: me. I find that hard to believe. I don't I don't know. Like, it obviously I like, happened. I like both of those
0: players. I don't. Um. But it was ultimately a really frustrating game to watch as a Chelsea fan because Pedro, Pedro and Azpilicueta on one wing would absolutely dominate in walking football but they're not going to dom- <laughs> they're not going to dominate in Premier League football um, that he Pedro looks we are saying this before the pod in like 12 months Chelsea are going to have got rid of him and he's going to be ripping it up for Leganas from centre midfield he's going to score a goal against Barcelona or something right
1: it depends what league Liganes are in after Barca their striker I don't even want to talk about that
0: um, <laughs> but Chelsea were really poor going forward. They they actually looked Mount I thought had a really good game. Um I thought he was the only one of the front players who actually played well. Batshway, awful. Yeah. Awful. He was diabolical. And the problem I don't know. When Batshway first arrived at Chelsea, I thought he was an alright little player.
2: Yeah, I thought he was good. He even looked good when he went on loan to Dortmund and even Palace, to be honest. He looked alright
1: he's one of those that when you watch him he looks so close to doing something really good every, every time you watch him and then that, that, like that chance in the first half mm. you've just got to score you've got to hit the target at least at least make the hair work you never know what he's going to do this year yeah um, but for some reason it just doesn't quite click I don't know whether Lampard doesn't play Giroud because he thinks he's leaving in the summer or he thought he was leaving in January or what it is but I certainly would play Giroud. It's, it's oh, to do see. with
0: the pressing aspect.
1: If you want when we want okay, yeah.
0: it it and it
1: That does the, make sense.
0: The problem it? is when you're playing Pedro as well, you can't Pedro and Giroud, you're not pressing the football. No. So then you've got to sit really you've got to sit really deep and that's not how Lampard plays. Um the sooner that the sooner that Chelsea team gets Christian Pulisic back, the better. Really he's been vital. We've really missed him. It's an extra goal threat from the wing pace bit of trickery good vision he's got a good he seems to work really well with all of the strikers which is not a lot you could say and um, yeah I mean we lost and we didn't even play Emerson or Kepa
1: <laughs> like, I mean kepper has gone surely in the summer it, it appears that way Lampard's taking a fight with Kepper, which usually means he's going but I, I imagine um, the owners can't be too pleased about that to spend 70 mil on a goalie in, in two seasons he's going to be gone but he's not been Anyway, near worth 70 million, has he? And I can't imagine anyone's going to pay anything like that for
2: him. Yeah, most expensive goalkeeper, and he's just not delivered at
1: all. He's too uh, short. Yeah, he's he too short. Too
2: and saying so sure. that, so that, you've still got Willy Caballero past his best. So it's going to be a problem position, I Ooh. think, for the
1: rest of the season for you. Yeah. I, Look, think, I think he's got to stick to his gun. If he wants him out, he's going to have to keep yeah. playing Caballero. You yeah. just stick with it.
0: mild Jamal one, back. Big Blacks on Twitter. Um, I think what was really... Let's talk about United, though, because the, um, the first goal was the only moment... Well, other than Bruno Fernandes' corner for the Maguire header. Um, the first goal was really the pick of the goals, and it was the only real moment of quality in the full half. And I know I've said it about um, Wamba Saka that I don't think he's particularly good enough going forward... Um, for a top level club Particularly one that wants to Ideally dominate the football um, But He sort of Started to come out of his shell As an attacking force slightly um, That cross was unbelievable
1: Yeah I think the uh, Obviously we We played a kind of 3-5 slash five at the back At the bridge on Monday That obviously helps Wan-Bissaka Give, give him a bit more licence To go forward It was a cracking ball in Like you say mm. Um and just before that, I think maybe one of the reasons that Martial wins that header is he's just uh, elbowed Christensen in the in the face he, just before that. And he, he shouldn't have been on. He got nowhere near He it. didn't
0: know where he was. I can't... Th- I mean, like five minutes later, Martin Tyler's like, oh, will he take concussions so much more seriously? And I'm like, no, well, clearly not because he's on the yeah, pitch.
1: Still not seriously enough by the looks of things. He know, didn't know
0: where he was. So, yeah, so he
1: wasn't close to getting up against Martial. It's still a cracking header. Um, and like you said... That, that was the first shot on target in the whole game. 45th minute. It was a, a pretty dire yeah, first t-
0: It was one of those games that both teams should have been punished to draw nil nil. Yeah, really. That's exactly right. really You should, should have been punished. punished. You should have be been like, <laughs> you're a disgrace.
1: It was pretty poor.
0: Um, speaking of poor, um, I'll tell you someone who wasn't poor. That's a hell of a segue. Um, Fred. Fred was fantastic. Particularly, I tweeted it when I took over from you, Mike, and the tweets got a uh, far less... Uh, They got they got far less serious. Um, (laughs) I tweeted that the batsman's not bossing this, but Fred is because Fred was everywhere. He was nicking the ball. He was advancing the play. He was he is turned into a really really key player for United. He looks really good. Looks like the player they thought they were selling.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Good on the ball, like you say, good off it as well. He's nicking it off people in midfield. the other one I'll give a quick mention to. As much as my heart was in, in his mouth every time he got the ball, but Eric Bailly had a pretty good game as well. He did. made a really good block in the second half. Yeah, well, he, he
0: showed good mental toughness as well because he made a mistake really early doors. Yeah, and he gave it to and he gave it to Pedro, so it's not really a mistake because <laughs> Pedro got the ball and then Pedro had to get out his walking stick to start running. <laughs> um, but it's good mental toughness and that bit where he takes the ball of Batchwi and then turns him in the box. Oh, I... Thought, I uh, oh. And then later on, he an unbelievable tackle on Kovacic. Yeah, which fantastic. Didn't need to do because he can't shoot the football.
1: (laughs) Um, Yes, I think he got the um, the Manu Man of the match, which I think was a bit of a steal. But yeah, yeah, Fred, brilliant again. Really looks he's turned a corner. I don't know what we'd do without him at the moment in that midfield. (laughs) To be honest,
2: yeah, he's become arguably the most key man in there. Really, after
1: team of the
0: season, Fred
2: the whole league yeah if he keeps us up to the end of the season yes but he was pretty poor in the first 10
1: games of the season so
0: well so was Jordan Henderson and he's a front row for player of the year
1: yeah he's, he will be up there Jordan yeah. Henderson didn't yeah, really start I,
0: playing well until Fabinho went no up. I agree
2: but when it's you're captain of a team so far ahead of the league I feel like people can
0: overlook oh that. so this is the Ryan Giggs award from a few years ago where you're not actually the best player we are giving given you anyway yeah pretty much well. I'm not really a fan of that
1: because to me in my head I'd, I'd like to see him in the mix for it certainly in I my head will get in, but... it's
0: Indeedy Grealish mm. and um De Bruyne yeah De Bruyne's got to be
1: up there I'd say yeah that's probably fair maybe it's hard to leave
0: no no I'm not talking wingers it's a... oh,
1: just oh, they're just for... talking for just two talking two three, two three, three two in the midfield yeah yeah it's hard to leave they have no Liverpool players in there when they've been so good. But, yeah, but you know, they've been driven by the front three. By the front three, three really, and, yeah, and obviously a decent defence.
0: Um, anyway, let's stop talking about that miscarriage of justice. <laughs> um, chelsea got a huge games now against Spurs at the weekend. Huge. Um, Spurs are a bit injury-hit themselves. Son's, yeah. Son's got a broken hand. Hudson-Odoi and Abraham hopefully back. Um, you don't, so... Far. <laughs> For Chelsea um, fans' sake. Well, yeah, that'd the, be massive. Well, apparently Hudson-Odoi was just a game, um, which is okay, because they've desperately missed his pace, and he's actually turning the corner, like, a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on, and um, let's talk about um, something... That I, do you know something? Every now and then, something happens in football, where you you look, you look see the tweet come through, and you're like, I'm going to wait till someone else confirms that. Yes. And you're like... Like that can't be true. And when I saw, and I knew Man City were in financial fair play trouble, but when I saw Man City have been fined thirty million, and um, were at risk of being banned for two years of the competition, I was a bit shocked. So before we really get down to discussing it, they've been, um, they've been. Banned from UEFA competition for two seasons and fined 25 million for serious breaches of UEFA's club licensing and financial fair play regulations. Um, The I'm going to butcher this. The Independent Adjudicatory (laughs) Chamber of the Club Financial Control Body, the CFCB, for sure, (laughs) said City had broken the rules by overstating its sponsorship revenue in its accounts and in in the break-even information submitted to UEFA between 2012 and 2016. And have added that the club failed to cooperate in the investigation. Or for Wilfred Bonney. Um, <laughs> what <Well>, a <yeah>. player. Um. <laughs> they also could face a Premier League points deduction on top of this because yeah. the Premier League have said they're going to look into it. Yeah. City have appealed to the Court of Arbitration for Sport saying they have evidence that shows they did nothing wrong. The evidence that proved that they misleaded the investigation, misled, sorry, not misled misled the investigation was a response from a website called Football Leagues. Um, this means that there's a chance that it's that evidence isn't actually uh, can be used in court, and if so, that changes the whole situation. Um, let's start by talking about the impact on City. Um, there was a lot of people jumping for joy about this, and um, thinking in terms of City players could leave. Um, Pep and Sterling have already said they would stay but do you see if City do get banned for two years and find 30 million which will turn out to be 200 million each because that's the revenue they get from being in champions league
2: yeah
0: that's a major blow for the club isn't it mike
1: well if you top that up yeah 430 million just out of that (coughs) straight away um yeah pep and sterling have said they'll stay i'm i was a bit surprised when i saw that pep said he was staying um, I don't
2: believe it I don't believe it either
1: Okay well there you go that, That's how surprised I was that Yeah it, I, f- I find it hard to believe That he would stay For another two years Just to win the league mm-hmm. Maybe win the league Again He's got to take on A really good Liverpool team mm-hmm. Twice Again Which they've already mm-hmm. Lost to this season um, I, I thought Pep and De Bruyne Were going to go Somewhere else <laughs> And try and win The Champions League For a lot of these players um, They're at the peak Of their powers right now mm-hmm. Yeah under Pep this was the perfect time they were going to have to, maybe two more well let's say Pep stayed for another, this season and next season which is probably about what maybe he was going to go this summer we thought um, they've got a decent chance this year now they've got to put all their eggs in one basket and really try and win it this year which means they may as well I mean they've already packed in the league pretty much but they might as well just mm. <coughs> totally pack that in and focus everything on the Champions League, um, but it's yes, yeah, absolutely huge. I I still can't really believe that they've been kicked out for two years. Um, yeah, it's great. It really is
0: crazy, isn't it? Um, Dave, they because there's even talk about them going down to League Two. Yeah. Um, no, as far as I've no, seen, yeah.
1: that's actually not actually allowed. No, because oh, okay, allowed. It, if they're in the football, so if they're in the championship, if in EFL, they, they okay. could. Yeah,
2: but the. Football League EFL is different to the as far, yeah, as, yeah, far okay. as I know, points is um, the worst. Yeah, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because this Man City team are probably one of the most exciting teams in Europe and let's be honest, probably gonna be dismantled if this is a ruling. Especially mm. when I feel the Premier League as well is, are gonna come down hard on them. Uh, they're definitely gonna point deduction as far as I can imagine. Um uh, don't know if the Prem would find them or anything like that, but point seduction seems pretty imminent if this ruling is the no, same that, yeah. and held up. Um yeah, players like De Bruyne at the peak of his career, he's probably got the next two seasons to win the Champions League if he's ever gonna do it. He's twenty nine. Yeah. So, so he's, got a he's gotta gone. he's gotta do it shortly. Uh fingers with Pep and Sterling coming out to say that they'll stay. That's without even Premier League punishment, and also I'm pretty sure that'll just be the board asking them to say it to stop fans going into a complete meltdown. However, saying that Sterling could stay, Sterling is still young enough where after this this ban he would still be in his prime. But why?
0: Right. Okay. Let's let's. let's... My
2: only my only thing is that plays in City's hands is these players in this market are worth so much money, unless. These players hand in transfer requests and force themselves out of the club. City will probably just reject and reject and reject bids unless they get an outrageous offer that they can't refuse. It's very difficult to keep hold of players that don't
0: want to be there, as we've, and it can really, as we well, yeah, saw the with the Eriksen situation, them, yeah. yeah. Um, just quickly let's let's. I've got the they're currently playing Man City they're currently playing West Ham actually they're yeah. beating West Ham 2-0 yeah. um, let's quickly go through the 11 that started to see who would actually stay at the club um, Edison do you think Edison would move on because I think he would he I think he would, would yeah. but again
2: only if a good enough bid comes in
0: but then when I look at the rest of it I'm looking at Kyle Walker and Nicolas Otamendi I'm thinking mm, they're, probably not they're reaching there, the though. end of their David Silva's already going Benjamin Mendy's not really kicked on.
2: Laporte goes, surely. Laporte
0: goes. Um, Rodri probably doesn't move on, because where's he going? Aguero leaves. Aguero probably goes back. Aguero leaves. Bernardo
2: Silva probably leaves. Kevin De Bruyne leaves. Riyad Mahrez leaves. I think Jesus stays. I think Jesus would want to cement himself as a a first-team footballer, well, striker, that's going to start every game. So, I
0: I would imagine that they would lose some of their top, top players... I would imagine, but two years' time they're still going to have a good squad, and they've yeah. got a great academy. That it's not yeah. the end. Of, the world isn't. It's not the end of the world for City. They're going to be okay. Um, but it's a ma- it's a massive, massive statement from UEFA. It's a massive. The absolute, the balls on UEFA it's... to
2: say we are just. You broke. You've done something wrong. It's, we're having you. It's strange because when financial fair play was first mentioned, I know PSG broke it, Man City broke it, and possibly AC or Inter Milan, and they just got fines that yeah. were single-figure millions. Yeah. Mean nothing to them
0: really. But <clears throat> Brez, you you were listening to something, and you had a really good point about how City's slightly different to some of these other clubs.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, they they get in trouble. They've obviously got in trouble for for financial fair play bre- breaches. So um, the analogy that I heard, which I think was David Conn on the Guardian podcast, Football Weekly. Um, so he said it's kind of like um, they got a speeding ticket, so they get a fine and three points on the license for that. Obviously, tap on the wrist. You've done something wrong. Don't do it again. Um, <clears throat> but then. What they've gone and done is lied about it, so that's like saying your partner was driving the car, um, that's a much more serious offence, and that could get you in prison. So basically, because they've lied about it and tried to conceal it from UEFA, that's so much worse, which is why they've got the two-season ban from UEFA competition and fined £25 million. It's so much worse than it would have been had they just owned up to it, I think. Yeah, um... And just We've been a lot on on the investigation, investigation. Yeah. Um, So that's pretty interesting Also on the Monday Night Football I just wanted to mention this K- Jamie Carragher was saying If he was a City player He'd 100% want to stay Because they're getting paid Like 300 grand a week Yeah fine But he was saying Basically City have been breaching it on, the, on behalf of the players Kind of Because then They can pay them more in wages Because they're making more sponsorship Does that make sense? Yeah. So he thinks they should show some loyalty because City have been breaching the rules for the players, which I think is total. I, what I, I, th- in, I understand yeah. what you're saying. I don't understand
0: why he, what he's on about. Yeah. I, uh, also, also
1: from football is there any
2: loyalty left in modern football? What's he on about that? Um. Even he's, even he's played for pretty much every rival <laughs> of his team, mate. Doncaster and Leeds. Um, Dumbara. Dumbara. Anyway, enough of Billy Sharp's Yorkshire tour. Um, <laughs> yeah, Carragher, to be honest, I uh, really don't know what he's talking about. If you're a player at your peak as well, frankly, no one's really going to remember you for playing in a City team that can't play in Europe. When you could go off to a team like Real Madrid or Bayern, for example and pick up a Champions League which is what
1: everyone's going to remember you for they're, they're all going to be super rich anyway so they're going to get yeah. paid wherever they go well, so.
0: I also don't like the idea of putting it on the players it's like oh it's yeah we've made a mistake and we've lied about it now you must stay and be loyal
1: yeah, yeah, Jamie
0: Carriger, I like you. I respect <coughs> you, but go for a walk, son.
1: Yeah, I thought. What that, are you on about? I, I, I didn't agree with that personally. He, he was, yeah, he was saying he'd definitely stay because they were breaking the rules so that the players got more money. No, they're not. Yeah.
0: They're breaking the rules to buy Wilfred Bonnick. which is <laughs> a terrible idea. That's
1: not a good decision.
0: Like this, I don't know. Um, but the the wider general point is, financial fair play has been a bit of a joke. When it so when it first came in, everyone was like, "It's going to be a massive change on the game." And I was sat there after I think we'd spent thirty million on Andre, not no past chef who we spent might be fifty million on Tyres and I'm thinking, "Oh, we might be in trouble here." And uh, I was worried, and then it was a bit of a joke for a while. Um Chelsea actually complied with it. We've been balancing our books for years practically, trying or at least trying to. Helps when someone wants to give you sixty million for an absolute wet leaf also, like Oscar.
2: Also helps when you get God knows how much off the wage budget for all those loans you do every year. <laughs> <laughs> that is true.
0: That is true. That is true. But the we'll debate the loan system over time. I think it's actually a better thing for football no, I than that. Uh, um however, financial fair play, it's really inconsistent, it seems to be, um uh, in its application. We've talked about this. I, I personally don't like it. What do you two think? I
2: think it's a stupid... Uh, I get where they're coming from, but it's applied wrong. So, the idea of financial fair play, this is strange because it's a top team. It's more the idea that smaller teams don't break their bank, basically, and, and break all the rules. And most of those teams that have done that, such as Birmingham City last year, they got fined. A a club's already in financial turmoil. Why are you giving them a fine? It's just adding to the... Like, oh, you're already... We've already had the explicit... We're already down shit creek. Uh, So we're just going to throw a fine at you, which the financial element's the problem. It makes no sense. However, saying that, I think financial fair play is more the result of people saying that money has just become... About teams buying leads and trophies... I think it's more of a response to how people have talked about football, which is why it's not been applied properly. Um, Because, for example, if you're a fan of Liverpool, you're probably running round your house loving life at the fact that Man City, your biggest competitor, have had this come down on you. But if that happened to you as a Liverpool fan, you'd think it's nonsense, no? You'd think it's totally unfair.
0: Yeah.
1: Mike, what do yeah, you think about it? I, I think the whole idea of it's total nonsense, to be honest. I think Gary Neville made a point, I think it was on Monday Night Football again, um, he basically was saying, obviously he's the owner of Salford's, he has a different perspective of it, because they can spend way more than, well, in theory, they They've could also spend got, um, way more than they bring in. Peter Lim. Back in the Yeah, as well. well, exactly, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's not just the. hate <laughs> hey, Solomon City, just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, so do I, because we're fans of Solomon Moors. Yeah, everything's wrong with non league football for yeah. City. Well, they're in, now in
2: the too, league, anyway. I know. But...
1: So he's got a slightly different perspective, but I kind of agree, because Man City would never have overtaken Man U in revenue or anything to be able to get the players that they've got without Sheikh Mansour coming in. So if he. He what he said what Gary said was if you make the owners have to cover anything they they that's what they sign up for when they buy a football club mm. if if things go wrong they have to pay or a parent company has to pay or whatever it's against them so then no one loses out um, why wouldn't you let teams have ambition City, City probably couldn't have broken into the top six if they didn't have Sheikh Mansour come in. They couldn't have done that organically. Well, maybe they could over 40, 50 years. Maybe. But would they really have overtaken Man U? I just think it, it totally... It plays into the hands of all the big clubs who make loads of revenue. It's, it's classic football ring fencing the idea
0: the idea that the idea that the big clubs are at a big table no one else is allowed it's in it's, 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 and the whole idea of you can organically grow as a football club i'm sorry it's bollocks it's exactly like when people look at jeff bezos and they go oh it's the american dream to work and have 300 million no 300 billion or whatever no he isn't he got 300k off his parents to help him be this businessman. There's no way that your average person coming off the street can ever retain that level of money. And there's no, and it's, it's the same thing applied to football. We always say you should be able to grow and be this thing, but you're never going to be. You can't grow without money. There's a reason you have to spend money to make money. And what I'd say, what I'd say about Man City, and I hate defending Man City because I don't like their owners, and I know it's very, yeah, so hip, do I, I know it's very hypocritical for me as a Chelsea fan with a slightly dodgy owner myself to sit here and say that. However, as it, it, I've been to the Etihad. I've been to the Etihad campus. It's, it's an empty stadium, but it's a wonderful place. And the fact is, before then, in the past, it was a dodgy area of Manchester. It was run down, it was underrun. And now that, cl- that club has put money into the surrounding area and has made life better for people. And it's given people, f- it's given people a fantastic venue to go visit. And it's given, for quite frankly, an, a, a sleeping club who had been good in the past the chance to be great again I, I think the Man City story people hate it because they're jealous they wish it could happen to their football yeah, club it's exactly the same it's, it's, Chris, it's Crystal Palace and Newcastle holding up banners saying whoa there's too much money in football and then whinging that they haven't spent 40 million on a striker it's hypocrisy it is a joke it is the fact that we the fact that we even say these things is ridiculous and financial fair play is just UA for saying UEFA saying no we've had enough you can't get into the top you can't get in there and I know that defenders of it will say will say oh but they they slap AC Milan and things like this this and the rich but if Man City want to spend a ton of money and other people can't spend a ton of money so what? It's up to them surely So what? Does everybody have to play with the same level playing field? Does Soli or can can Manchester United Football Club Manchester United Football mm-hmm. Club Sp- not have to spend the same as Solly or more so at what point do we reduce it to that level it's nonsense financial fair play is a joke it's an absolute joke almost as much of a joke as Anthony Taylor <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, t- I totally agree it's just it's just rubbish it,
0: it, really, get, it really gets on my nerves because I, I you want Manchester Man City responsible for, how, for some of the best players we have in our league who wouldn't be playing Kevin De Bruyne would not have come back to, from Germany to play in our league if Man City hadn't bought him straight away would he? We wouldn't have David Silva we wouldn't have a Graham. for these fantastic players who've been fantastic players in the Premier League
1: Yeah we'd have missed out on all of them Yeah it's, I, I, I think it's a disgrace Quite. It's, it's a nice idea. It's just not the right way to implement. It.
0: Well, I'm maybe sure it's a nice idea. They're well-meaning, but I don't think it's actually. That's a nice what I mean. Idea. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well-meaning.
2: I just find it ironic that for an organisation played with, frankly, in our lifetime, just corruption scandal after corruption scandal, trying to come, be the good guy about trying to stop. <laughs> yeah. Teams so not being able to have success because someone else has more more investment. And at the end of the day, just because they're investing, there's clubs that go wrong. Everton have spent loads of money in there nowhere. It's it's a risk, it's business. It's it's business. If someone's choosing to put all that money into a football club, let them do it. If it comes off like Man City, so, so what? It's a success for the city of if, Manchester, it's a success for the area, and frankly it's a success for the Premier League as a whole, because now we have this amazing team that would not have happened without that investment.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I've forgotten what
0: I was going to say. It was probably a rant. <laughs> it's a shame you missed out on that. It, do you know something? I just, for the life of me, I'm sick and tired with football. Just pre- We're like, can we just pre- protect the status quo?
1: Yeah, I hate that. I, I hate,
0: hate it. it. I hate it.
2: Also, with... Even the TV money that seems to be going up and up and up, why can't these teams just invest more money? If anything, that's well, money they get to fall back well, on.
0: Well, this is the thing. They, they've... they They have, had... Have, the TV money does play its part into this. They've paid over that.
2: No, of, of, of course. Uh, but what I'm saying it's is... It's quite an achievement to see. Yeah, it's quite an achievement media. how much
0: they spent.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. well I guess we, we can't really comment until there's this full appeal um, but I've remembered what it was it looks I mean at this point it looks like they're trying to cheat the system but what I'd like to see going forward if UEFA are going to take this seriously if any team breaches this they have to come down on them hard PSG surely have been breaching it for, for years at this point
0: the, like, uh, the chairman's on the board at UEFA Well, there we go. Back to uh, my UEFA being a wonderful organisation. Um, Um, Now, we say about the system the system is totally corrupt and wrong. UEFA were judge, jury, and executioner. And it's going to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. And I, for one, hope that they get there and they throw it out and they say this is nonsense. I don't care if City. At this point, I don't care if City have done it. I'm not happy. City have done something wrong. Again, I think the rule is garbage. And I've got every sympathy for City. And actually, I've got every sympathy for Man City fans who have probably spent Sunday really worried about their club. Um, anyway, should we move on? Yeah. Because otherwise, uh, we'll get very heated. Um, <laughs> and it was the second biggest travesty this week, though, after Anthony Taylor's performance on Monday night. Um, to the Champions League, and there'll probably be a rant here as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh we'll talk about for, we'll talk about the uh the boring game first. Uh Atletico beat Liverpool 1-0, and it's only boring because Liverpool are terrible. Um Atleti did what they always do. Um, they sat with uh, quite a few men behind the ball, um defended their hearts out, scored from a corner, um after Saul who I really like I think he's an absolute baller Um, just worked really hard and got a goal (laughs) didn't he He, it was was like it was just sheer willpower it was just the
2: the goal man scramble bang it in what
0: did what did you think
2: I thought it was a a perfect Simone in the Champions League performance Nitty gritty, work hard. Simone. Neither Simone. 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 Simeone. Well, uh, you know me, I can't say anything right. Simone. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's not called him Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, carry on. <laughs> anyway, Di- Diego. Diego. Costa? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Dallo? The one with the S. Uh, the manager, actually. Uh, yeah, they dug in deep, worked hard, had very good defensive shape that I saw. A Regis toe on Twitter calling anti-football. Um, nothing wrong with having some defensive shape. There's attacking and defending in a game of football. Um, we'll come back to that. We will come back to that for a will <laughs> a will rant, I think. Um, <laughs> but the thing is with Liverpool, I mean, I wouldn't be too disheartened. They're pretty strong at Anfield. I I, I think they have a chance to turn this round. But then again, Atletico could put in a similarly. Staunch performance.
0: Brez, um, perfect uh, way to play. Um, Liverpool really forcing them. they forced them
1: wide, didn't they? It's pretty much exactly how I would try and set up against Liverpool. It might not stop them every time, but obviously this time they've managed to keep them out. Which not many teams. Well, it actually, if they've uh, won every game by one, no team has stopped them. Will have stopped them scoring, I assume was Manu 1-1 one, 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 one in the one game one.
0: Was, yeah, yeah. so that
1: means they scored in every Prem game at least one Um yeah, I would definitely force them wide because they've got no-one really to aim at in the centre. If you think about their front three, Firmino, Mane, Salah, you don't back them winning too many headers against... Same uh, with even Origi. Not, against, not against Atleti. Not against Felipe and Savic in there. Obviously, odd in goal is a really good keeper. Stefan Savic. Yeah, what a I, could, I could, couldn't believe, really, when he turned up as a really good player at Atletico a few years ago. After Man City. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty much a classic away Champions League performance by Atletico who were at home it was beautiful Simeone at his best really
0: Um, I hope Premier League managers were watching because I don't know how many times I don't know how many times this season I've watched watched Liverpool and basically the opponent has a corner and Liverpool score from it on the break because Liverpool leave two up two of the fastest blokes and Alisson pings it every time Mm. And it's cost so many things. So when you watch the corner that um, Saúl scored from, um, they only had four men in the box, Atletico, and they had four men out. And Liverpool had eight in the box defending. And it was fascinating. It was almost like a safety net. And I know we had a debate about tactical fouling, um, but it's in the game. It's a thing that happens. And if they broke through, they were just going to foul them. And there was enough of a net there. And they were so focused on, we win this game by keeping them out and just riding our luck that it was actually really nice to watch a different way of playing football
1: yeah, I personally. I've seen a lot of people a few people spoke to me today about it saying it was a bit anti-football but it's, it's not really the way I see I see that to be honest um, if, you, if you don't think you're as good as the other team which Atletico particularly this season they've not been um, not been their, their best to be honest um, they probably can't. They definitely can't take on Liverpool at their own game. I don't think anyone can. It, as far as we've seen in the Premier League, no one can. can. I and think even it's the Champions League to last year. So yeah, like we saying, it's stupid to try. Really, yeah. Um, you haven't got the players for it. You may as well play to your strengths, which is defending. Mm. See if you can nick one. Which obviously they did early on in the cor- from the mm. corner. Um, and pretty much they stuck to their usual game plan. This is what we expect from Atletico these days.
0: I um, I was watching the. Uh, I was watching the other game actually, and I was sort of sat there on uh, my phone, going, trying to work out which one of Jurgen Klopp, bingo, I was going to win it this week, and it was which excuse for a, a bad performance. Was it? I was like, was it going to be the wind? Oh no, no. The uh, and and then he comes out in his interview, and he says, and he starts going, well, I hope the fans are fans of seeing that football. They got the result, and I'm like Jurgen Klopp get a grip there's two sides to the game attack and defence right your Liverpool team is brilliant at both just because you couldn't break down a team that is the best in world football at low blocks does not make their way of playing any less valid and you know something that that fan base in there probably is thinking if they'd lost 4-0 they'd have been annoyed and they won 1-0 they're happy they don't care about how it looks in big Champions League ties as a Chelsea fan when we sat there Against Bayern Munich and Barcelona in the run to the Champions League dug in defended with our lives scored on the counter and won the the league won the Champions League I loved every second of it I loved every second of it because it was it was brilliant defensive football and to be honest I'm sick and tired of all these all these managers and these people on Twitter going if it's not if it's not beautifully free-flowing offensive football it's not it's not good it's not good football I agree that sometime I wouldn't want to watch maybe I wouldn't want to watch it week in, week out but Atleti don't play like that week in, week out doing a job on a team in a Champions League semi-final is nothing to be ashamed of and the fact that Jurgen Klopp's out there just basically looking down at them I thought it was like, really arrogant yeah and and youman i'm si- just because he just because he wears a cap and says boom and he's like a slight, <laughs> slightly funny tony Buless like what's what's the point of this man like why, why does he why is he so beloved when all he seems to do is whinge like Pep Guardiola? Massive proponent of attacking football. He probably plays all these people with low blocks, and he goes, "Oh God, it's not great." But when a team defends really well against him, he comes out and he says that team played really well. It's magnanimous. There, bang, there.
2: It's really <laughs> Steve, McManaman, Steve McManaman.
0: Steve McManaman. God, he was um, awful last yeah. night. Yeah. It's, it's really side. like, it's just, and he shows it. But Klopp is like, "Oh, we lost because of the wind." I, I really don't like him. Chris Wilder for Manager of the Year. Damn oh, really? okay. yeah. God. Um, but, Eddie, did he, did he ignore you two, his comments?
2: Yeah. As you say, well, arrogant. Uh, I mean, Atletico have been good for a, a number of years. They, Diego Simeone, uh, Simone, whatever his name is. This is great. Can you really not say it? I've, no, um, to be honest. I mean, I'm um, laughing, I couldn't just say the Right, him. so basically, he's actually never lost a knockout game in the Champions League. I know he's lost. No, to, no, to, no, no. To a team, that doesn't, to a, have to a team that doesn't have
1: Cristiano Ronaldo. That was the stat. Well, do Liverpool
2: have Cristiano Ronaldo? No, no. So my stat's valid. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he hasn't lost okay. the Champions League tie to a team that doesn't have Cristiano Ronaldo, a- just to clear the stats. Yeah, when well, I like say not knockout, I mean, round of, round of
2: 16. Do
1: you know something?
0: Yeah, let-
2: yeah, and he's been doing very well with this Atletico team for years. Klopp Cop comes and has one season where they're running away with the league and decides... I mean, they were very good last year. They won the European Cup. Yeah, they did win the Champions League last year. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't suit the agenda, does it? Um, I I just feel like he moans when anything goes wrong he doesn't take responsibility like he could have said we didn't do this this and this and they stopped us doing what we want to do but no he's just decided to say oh the fans wouldn't be happy with it which i'm sure they were when they they won one now yeah
0: i think they were too um quickly let's let's have your prediction who goes through lads
1: i think it's about even right now uh I'll, I'll say Liverpool are going to go through, which I'd, I wish I didn't have to say that, but I think I think they probably will. Dave? Stefan Savic, Atletico. <laughs> to be fair, if they're nicking away a goal, Liverpool are in trouble. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Savic. Uh, because then Liverpool need three, don't they? Yeah.
2: I I
0: also think it will be Madrid, but I'm doing that purely out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to the next game, which I, it was actually, I think, a great deal. Um was a won. much
1: better game, but...
0: Well, it was chaos, yeah. wasn't it? It was, it was better for the neutral. Um, Dortmund played PSG, two teams that uh, couldn't keep a clean sheet if their life depended on it, it feels like, and they've got an abundance of attacking talent. Um, it, they went 2-1, uh, Haaland with two, Neymar with a goal. Um, hell of a game, Bress. Dortmund looked really fluid, didn't they? Uh,
1: yeah, Dortmund were decent. Uh, like you say, their defence is just... I mean, it's just such a concern. <laughs> I'm just so worried when they go to to Paris that, yeah, that um, PSG are just going to score four, and then but Dortmund will probably score like three. So the, yeah. who knows what will happen? Um, yeah, Sancho, brilliant again. He's so again. Good. He's so good. Uh, hopefully, my team will beat your team to him as well. I hope not. <laughs> uh, Haaland. Two goals, that second one. Oh, Oh, God, God, what a bonter. That is some hit. I mean, he's kind of stretching for it as well. Mm. And he still, he he almost broke the net. The noise that made when it hits the net.
2: Yeah.
1: Jeez. Helps that he's nine feet tall. (laughs) Does I've still yet to work out if there's anything he actually can't do. Have you seen the video
0: doing the rounds from the middle? Right, in the middle of the game. Yeah, in the middle of the game. Uh, and I must admit I was watching Sancho on the ball I wasn't really watching Haaland Haaland's in his box and he runs like Usain Bolt and that sounds like hyperbole no, yeah, he runs it. like yeah, Usain Bolt he's, he's got a bit of everything and the thing is with a striker particularly a young striker is scoring goals is the hardest part of the game and he makes it look so
1: easy yeah the first one obviously a nice little kind of poachers goal he was there where he needed to be still a nice finish to get it over the keeper But yeah, that second one, I mean, there's not many players around Europe you'd you'd think can hit a ball like that. Um, What, is he still 19? Yeah, yeah, Uh, I'd I'd just like to read out some stats, if I can, um, that we're doing the rounds Are there going to be any XG? No, uh, no. So, he's played 29 games this season. Any guesses Dave's just seen? Will, any guesses how many goals he's scored? 38. 39. Mm. which is wild six yeah. hat-tricks in there yeah I know about six hat-tricks he scored 11-7 Ele- for Dortmund yep. and he scored 10-7 in the Champions League as well so the, the usual like highest big,
0: the biggest competition I've got another one sir um, Borussia Dortmund has scored 10 goals as a team in the Champions League
1: and he's already scored 10 yeah that is just wild it is ridiculous what he's doing I what did it, was it 20 million he went for? Yep. How
0: yeah. How did anyone allow that to happen? Well, to be fair to him, he—I think probably what's happened is he—it's not a case of United. United bid bid for him. United wanted him. No, I know. I think he's he's probably made the it's a great really move sensible move yeah. of actually going to a club that's going to focus on his development. And it's not like you go to Dortmund and know that you're not going to get a move if you want to move. Like Dortmund have never turned down good money they can't afford to turn no. down good money for someone um, but Dave, uh, 2-1 is, while it's a win it's not the worst scoreline for PSG
2: no, uh, I mean they definitely can come back from that especially when Zagadou looks like he won some sort of Make-A-Wish foundation <laughs> <to players. laughs> oh, Okay, <laughs> he is dreadful the whole, the Dortmund defence it's yeah, it's, it's not great, especially when you've got Mbappe and Neymar, who are two very quick, skillful players, uh, coming at you. Even Di Maria, to be honest, is day He's very good on the ball. I'd be a bit worried for them in Paris, to be honest.
1: Yeah, quickly back to Zagadu, Can any any of you two explain what that tackle was on Mbappe for the for the uh, goal? For the PSG goal. I don't know, I don't no. why. He was nowhere near the ball. No. It was a definite pen if Mbappe didn't keep running. It was wild. It was totally out of control. Great chant, man. <laughs> it's just like, go,
0: do, do. it's a great champ. That's why he's in the team.
1: Yeah, he got 6.2 on who scored, which yeah, is pretty he pretty, pretty poor.
0: He kept giving the ball. Like, Martin Keown was on the comms and he was going, uh, he kept being like, he keeps giving the ball away. Keeps giving up. Martin Keown could not believe it. It was so funny. Um, quick thing on PSG from my point of view. Uh, in their build-up play, they were so negative. Um, they they almost in the build-up they seemed to drop five five to the back, um, and then they were playing with the four in midfield and Mbappe up front. And because Neymar was playing on the left and Di was playing in the right, they kept coming inside. It left Mbappe. It left it really congested in the middle, and it left Mbappe really isolated up front. And I thought Neymar was shocking and it might just be because he was James Sancho the star player for Dortmund was running the show but Neymar was dropping deeper and deeper and deeper and Keown again to his credit called it out on commentary and said look at him it's what happens when you're not fit and you're not in match finished." I'm a little worried that the player we once saw at Barcelona in Neymar that killer instinct that pro- eventual going to be the best player in the world I don't I don't think he's there anymore I don't know whether it's injuries lack of application or playing at a lower level for a while Um, do you think he's a shadow of his former self Dave?
2: I have to agree with you there I think playing in the French league um, just it's not as highly higher standard rather than he was playing in Spain or Germany or certainly England um, as well yeah I feel he's 28 now he should have I can't believe He should that. have kept his peak years. What? He's
1: 28
2: now. Yeah. He should have had his peak years at the top level. He should have gone to Paris at the age of like 30 or something. Instead, he's gone there, sacrificed what years would have possibly cemented him as the best player in the world after Messi and Ronaldo. Um, and, yeah, I think even if he was to go to a big club... Um, in one of these leagues I I don't think he'd be anywhere near the player he was that left for Paris
0: I started writing something the other day that was just and I, I, I left it on my laptop I haven't finished it which is literally what if Messi Neymar and Suarez had stayed together okay. how, yeah. and I was just because I wanted to I was thinking well what's the over under on how many Champions Leagues they win probably because Suarez has declined but Neymar and Messi would still be Super. Suarez still bags
1: so though. How frame. long has Neymar been at PSG? Mm, three seasons. Three, yeah. Uh, so three, three probably the one and th- a half. Well, y- they've come up against because they,
0: they've come up against that re- wonderful Real Madrid team. Yeah. But I, would, yeah, but those um, three, are... I would argue that. I I still I still Something came special. Well, though. I won't say what I came to the conclusion is because eventually maybe I'll put it out. Um, but it's just a. It's a really interesting conversation, almost a sliding doors moment. That's cool,
1: that's cool though. Um, I think the only place it can go really is back to Barca. Yeah. I, I don't see any. No, well, I
0: behind I, I think Madrid are probably on to him. Let's, um,
1: maybe, yeah. let's
0: just do a quick lightning round of predictions. Who do you think is going through, Dave? It's
2: a tough one to call, to be honest. Um, I'm going to have to go with Dortmund. I would prefer Dortmund to go through. And Paris... Yeah, the way they played last night, they're gonna to have to play entirely different to
1: the next round for me. Uh, I'm gonna go PSG. Yeah, uh, I just the, <clears throat> basically, I think the 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 four players are about as good as each other. The midfields are like for like, but the defenders, I think, are better for PSG. So I think, yeah. that, and the away goal, I think, is that was huge. Yeah. That I think that gives them a bit of an advantage.
0: Those are exactly the same reasons I'm going for PSG. <coughs> although I felt really bad betting against Haaland.
1: Yeah, it is it is hard to bet against Ireland because he just keeps scoring.
0: Um, so we're currently recording on a Wednesday as per usual. So Atlanta versus Valencia and Tottenham versus Leipzig are still happening. Um, so we Have won't... you seen the scores? No, I haven't seen the scores. Atlanta. Atlanta. It's
2: 4 1 Atlanta.
1: Right, so at Atlanta are through. Um, um, and 1-0 Leipzig as well away at Spurs away at Spurs Timo yeah,
2: Werner Tim uh, so we, uh, we
0: put in top and uh, Tottenham through there <laughs> no not Tottenham Leipzig it looks
1: that way okay moment.
0: cool right we can move on I'll, I'll write them down um, um, let's talk actually I think next week's Slater game is actually more interesting almost there's um, crack is crackers next one Man week City Real Madrid Chelsea are playing Bayern which is going to be horrible and Napoli Barca Napoli Barca is going to be mental
1: that's going to be fun. mental
0: because neither <laughs> of <one> them can defend <laughs> despite having good defensive but neither of them can defend and they're both really interesting to watch but Lyon are playing Juventus and a
2: bit a yeah but it's going to be interesting I think seeing a Juve team that are underperforming against a Lyon team that has nothing to lose I know they're about to pie but maybe they can approach
1: this game Okay. with pressure New, off New, they always seemed to underperform in the Champions League always
2: except for the year they got to the
0: semi-finals well they got to the, they got to the final like two years in a row with them and then lost
1: to a very good just Barcelona find, team yeah I just feel like they especially the last few years I just don't I don't even know if they'll beat Lyon
2: yeah, I, I think they probably will but I think it's going to
1: be game. tougher than we think for, is back yeah, yeah. Are fighting. we
0: forgetting who plays up front for them? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm the Champions League.
0: The until Cristiano Ronaldo is in the ground, I will not believe that he won't score a goal in the Champions League. He is. It's his baby. It's his competition. And you've, yeah. Juventus aren't great, but they've still got enough to get through this competition. Not through this competition. Through this through, round, yeah. Leon, Leon without their best player. Leon without the best player. Well.
1: I could be proved totally wrong when Juve go to Lyon and win 4-0 or well, when Lyon go to
0: Turin and win 4-0 eh that, <laughs> that could be great, great I mean Maurizio Sarri is in charge so um, there will probably be a lot of sideways passes and he'll eventually find a way to take Kovacic
1: off for Barkley after
0: seven minutes. <laughs> um, but just quickly so you both do we all,
1: are we all agreed that Juventus yeah, yeah I think Juventus will win that one uh, probably close but yeah I think that will win Madrid City is going to be a cracker because now City are all going. Yeah, all let's out talk for this. about it. Um, so Madrid actually
0: quietly have the best defense in the
1: league. Yeah, I, I, know. I kind of find that hard to believe, but they've <laughs> been brilliant.
0: <laughs> they've also been without Eden Hazard for most of the season. Yeah, he's just he's coming back. now. Probably say is one of their best players, um, and yeah. I think well, he's certainly going to be one of the best players on the pitch when he steps on it. Um, I would. Talent-wise and pedigree-wise, I edge um, Madrid. I just don't think City are going to be able to cope defensively with them, and I think Madrid are probably going to be able to cope defensively.
1: Yeah, um, City are another one that seems to struggle a bit in the Champions League yeah. for whatever reason. I don't know why. Well, Pep's, necessarily is, but yeah, he seems to do some weird things in he's, the big games. He's in the famously
0: League. bad at away legs in the Champions League. Like even when he was in charge of Bayern, he didn't win a lot of them.
1: So hopefully he can get it right and we can see a proper tie because, yeah, Madrid are the best defence in the league. They've only conceded sixteen in twenty four. That's really good. Yeah. Um, City obviously won tonight two nil. Just for those who don't know, I'm sure you know by now. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's going to be some tie. I would, I think I would lean towards Madrid as well. Unfortunately for City fans, just because it's hard to look past them in the Champions League they, they know how to win in this competition um,
2: yeah I'd have to agree there I think Real Madrid they've just got that pedigree in the competition to be honest and Man City have never really delivered um, and as you say I think Man City will find it a lot harder to cope with Real Madrid than Real Madrid will to cope with Man City with their defence playing so well this year
0: Um, I think it's I think although I've said that i I'm worried about City's defense. I think it's going to be quite. I Think it's going to be lots of goals. I think it's going to be yeah, close. So um, well. I'm certainly going to tune into both <laughs> both legs of this one. Well, if it's um, on the
1: same day as Leon Juventus, it's, yeah, it's an I'm, obvious one. What this, to watch. this is one of this is one. one of those
0: ones that comes through on the draw, and you automatically think, "God, I love the Champions League. Best teams Thank in world, Best teams in world football putting on an absolute clinic." You imagine. Um, I agree with you that Real Madrid. Are going through, and that means that all of us have said Real. So, congratulations, City!
1: Yeah, well done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Napoli Barca mud, chaos mental. Yeah. Um, Martin Braithwaite's going to be starting up front for Barcelona. We are going to do a podcast about Barcelona, I think, probably next week. Um, oh, Wayne, I know you're not here, Dave, you've got the hemorrhoids again. Um, I'm actually in Madrid, but uh
2: to the viewers I'm um, in Madrid <laughs> taking in the, the City game I, I wish I could have sold out 60 euros a ticket but I'll, I'll be watching it in a bar over there I'm sure
1: excellent um, the atmosphere.
0: So I think me and Mike have discussed what we might talk about but I think it's gonna we're going to talk about Barcelona a bit more in depth oh, I would enjoy that yeah. Um, because Mike's a Barcelona fan and I hate them <laughs> um, but in terms of playing Napoli um, that's a fascinating time because Napoli are in a weird situation yeah. this season Turmoil got, with their club president, managers got, getting sacked, yeah, best players getting best players outwardly be speaking out against the club, and then exactly the same thing's happening over in uh, Catalonia yeah, So
2: most of yeah. it 's really strange a lot of the key players for Napoli are actually out of contract at the end of the year uh, martins I think Insigne is out of contract yeah, um, yeah it 's really weird two clubs, as you say, in turmoil, I think attacking. Should be a cracker. Uh, yeah. I can see they've hitting a lot of goals in both, uh, both legs of this. To be fair, yeah, Napoli at ninth in Serie. Yeah, I knew it was pretty they've, bad. That's... They're much
1: better since Coutinho has <clears throat> taken over. That's really not. I good. believe they've won. They've beaten some big boys. I think. Yeah, won three of the last five, so not too bad. Um, Barca, I'm not really sure how, but they're second in La Liga. They've not been very good this year either. No. To be honest. Let's, let's uh, shout out Catafé in third place, please. Yeah, that's really good from there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this could be an interesting affair, for sure. Don't rate Barca at the back. Then Best keeper in the world, though. They have got a really good keeper. Well...
2: Oblak's up there.
1: It's all black or and
0: just. <laughs> I'm just thinking about De and save at the weekend. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, um, go and have a look at it. Just I think if you just search... To oh my god to Stegen what are you doing on Twitter <laughs> I think you'll get it because it is an outrageous save one of the best I've ever seen. Um, however, in terms of going through, I can't look again until Messi's in the ground. I can't look past him for anything. It's got to be Barca,
2: it's hasn't it? I think. The
1: answer. Yeah, I can't. I can't see any other result over two legs. Although well, they, they have been known to throw it away. Uh, nah I'm going Barca.
0: In which case, congratulations Napoli, because I'm also going Barca. <laughs> yeah. I assume you are too, Dave. Yeah. Um,
1: I so, don't, I don't really Real want... Madrid, Juventus, and Barca are going out. This is wild.
0: <laughs> I don't really want to talk about the final one.
1: Because we're all Going to pick Bayern And that means You're going through
0: uh, No I'm going to pick Bayern <laughs> I'm going to pick Bayern And there's no way We don't We beat Bayern There's no way We even score a goal Is Pedro playing Left wing Oh Do oh, you know what When this came through I was like Oh that's bad
1: can we, can And then we, we do, lost All our players <laughs> And it's even worse Can we do an over under On uh, oh, how many Lewandowski's going to Score against oh Oh
0: ten In the first leg <laughs> God, he was so great when they absolutely spanked Spurs And now I'm like, oh no Now, now you
1: know what I felt like go- When Manu drew PSG last season P-
0: Buying a far better No, know. yeah, yeah, yeah But that, that's, this is how I felt But at least all your players were fit Yeah, I mean, some of them they were, were missing, na- They were missing names. They were
1: missing a few, yeah
0: God, do you know something? If Lewandowski wants yeah. to go down breaking his leg at the weekend I mean that's on him but that would probably <laughs> do us great I mean if, if they all just want to get like the, the coronavirus that'd be fantastic I mean as long as they get well afterwards but
2: not sure he can be saying stuff
0: like that oh right? yeah well you know um, I think we're going to get absolutely slaughtered and my only hope is that Callum Hudson are always like uh, well these are the people that wanted to sign me here's the revenge game and he scores 95 goals <laughs> and, uh, uh, just to get knocked down the next round but either imagine,
2: way imagine the batsman turns up oh, No, nah,
1: that's not going to happen no. Bachel- yeah, Bachel-
0: D- if, ba- if we play batch, I don't care if Tammy Abraham's on crutches. Get him out of there. <laughs> I can't watch Batch while 90 minutes against... Or Giroud
2: uh, trying to do anything against... Giroud-,
0: the- Giroud, when he came on on Monday night, was really good. I know,
2: but Giroud against that Bayern defence.
0: Well, it probably works if you've got players playing off him. Anyway, um, we're all saying that Bayern go through. I think they go through comfortably. I do think, however... Um, it's going to be a really good experience for the young lads of Chelsea, and to be honest, this season is all about getting the young lads of Chelsea really good experience. Everything else, I'm taking as a bonus now. Um, okay, we've got one listener question this week.
1: We have indeed from uh, Ollie. at Oliver White ninety six on Twitter. Twitter. Um, so the question is: thoughts on the newly proposed offside rule by Le Professeur? Arsene awesome Wenger
2: we, good job we didn't have me
0: reading that yeah, one that would been cracking I've got a second question which is is Arsene Wenger the most overrated manager to ever step in the Premier League but that doesn't need answering because the answer is yes <coughs>
1: it's a no world. so for those, for those of you back to the question for those of you who don't know what the, uh, what he's suggesting changing the law to it's that you will, you would not be offside if any part of the body that can score a goal is in line with the last defender even if other parts of the attacker's body are in front Um. It's an interesting it's one. Nuno Espirito Santo has already given his support for Rengus' proposal. I think which is nice. Of
2: I think you've got to put context into it because if a if you're a player going for a header and your hands offside when the ball's played, you could in theory use that as momentum to head the ball. Whereas if you're something in line with a defender and a pass comes into your feet and your hands offside because you're calling for it. It's not really giving you an advantage, in my opinion. Somewhere in the country there's a there's a big mansion,
0: and in it there's there's Abby Clancy and Peter Crouch and they're watching Homes Under the Hammer with Dion Dublin. God it And uh, Dion's going, oh there's some stairs there. Um and what what what's happened is Peter Crouch's phone's buzzed and he's seen this rule and he's started. Punching the ground. Because he could have literally spent whole, half of his career offside and just put one leg out, and it's about five metres that way. Yeah, as long as that was... <laughs> I don't... I, this is dumb. It's a
1: strange one, isn't this it? This is
0: dumb. Why are we giving the attackers more benefit than doubt? They get enough as it is.
1: I, I, yeah. As we've said a few times, I, I don't know how you make it better, but um not quite sure this is the one. Although Wenger probably knows better than I do.
2: No, he doesn't. I mean... You don't really want to see any part of VAR giving attackers or defenders an advantage, and this would certainly be given attackers a
1: pretty huge advantage. Yes, yeah, so as long as your foot is in, in line, you're fine. Basically, yeah. yeah? Is that that's what you mean? Any part head, of the body. So, assume, assuming you're like you're limboing, <laughs> and like yeah. well, if you just leave your back foot in line, mm. then the rest of your body can be in front. You're yeah. fine. Fo- then you're yeah.
0: sweet. I think it's a terrible idea. And I, I think it's very mm. funny that Arsene Wenger forgot one, forgot uh, to coach a defense, loves it. I've
2: just reread it. It's if any part of the body that can score is in line. Yeah, that's what I right. mean. So right. I was thinking. Way. I was thinking. He man, if like your foot was offside, you're offside. But if you're onside and your arms forward, you're offside. Okay, that is dumb because now I now I really it's, see your it's, Peter Crouch It's boy. silly. It um, is silly. But yeah, I mean, if it's a case that maybe everything part, can be onside, even if it's a part of the body that. Isn't playable if that's the only thing offside. Like mm-hmm. your hand, because you're calling for a pass. Maybe you get benefit of the doubt, Wait, but not. At what point? At what
0: point of the arm do we cut it off that you can score with? I've forgotten. Yeah. Well, do all the no referees? Do all the referees know? Because clearly they don't. If the referees can't judge when someone's kicked someone in his chap, how are they supposed to <laughs> judge what part of the arm you don't know? Don't give the referees more They're idiots. The They're the morons.
2: Offside. We know that.
0: Yeah. The RP is. It's a tricep downwards. Well, I just. I, why would you make any rules more complicated I'm amazed they can even tell a throw in these referees they're walking around not having a clue what's going on um, I don't like this rule I wouldn't change this rule
2: it'd be interesting to see it because I mean I'm not surprised Nuno's backing it they've had what seven had few, seven yeah. goals ruled out because of VAR mostly marginal offsides. mostly uh, correct most, marginal yeah offsides. most of them
0: marginally offside all of them should have been disallowed under the rules the rule, the rules aren't what need changing. What needs stopping is people whinging about it. The handball one, change that because it's stupid. But the
1: offside, I don't understand it. There you go, Ollie. Let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, if you'd if you'd like to let us know what you think, uh, tell Mike.
1: Yeah, let me know on the end he, around He's
0: interested if, personally if you complain about the offside, we'll get in the bin. <laughs> um, there you go. I think that'll do it. <laughs> that nice, will do. Uh,
2: it. Listener interaction there from Adam's <laughs> man. <laughs> no, please
0: please if you do want to send us any questions, we really do appreciate it. It gives us something to talk about. Um I think that's it for this weekend. Weekend. Yeah. For this week. Um Dave, if the people want to follow you, because they're gonna miss you for a week if you're off sunning yourself in Madrid.
2: Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna miss me saying Diego Simone and stuff like that. <laughs> if you wanna see things I'll spell correctly, but you'll know that I definitely wouldn't say it properly. It's at Dave Harris at underscore forty four. <laughs>
0: Mike, if, if the people want to follow you, where can they follow you?
1: Uh, yeah, Twitter again, at Mikey Breslin, or you, <coughs> you can just follow the um, In and Around Pod Twitter, because I'm mostly tweeting on there now. It's a very good point. Um, you can follow me
0: at Hunt 17 but as Mike says, please don't follow me at Wilhunt17. Uh, I've got nothing really good to say. Um, you can follow us <laughs> at In and Around Pod on Twitter, and you can usually see that it's Mike tweeting, but when it's someone else, there's usually a totally different tone and me and Dave will lower lower the room
1: um, that's why we don't have any followers because I'm just boring <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah if you enjoy the pod please remember to share it with your friends and please tell people about the pod um, and we're now on iTunes so if you could subscribe there that'd be wonderful and if you really do enjoy the pod then you could leave us a review that'd be perfect and um, five stars if you want or you could probably bump a, a star because Dave doesn't know how to say Simeone <laughs> um, but Thanks for joining us again. And uh, me and Mike will see you next week. We'll probably talk about Barcelona. Excellent. Dave Dave will be out with his hemorrhoids. (laughs) Catch you later.